swell Put flame to dark earth raised it down At Zana stands where once it fell To mountains red with ash and blood All following the battle's path We go to stem the Malkar flood and fear the old ones trembling With heavy hearts and eyes on the horizon, the strange ones walk through the opalescent gates of Daria and into the short stretch of sparse woods that lies between the walls of Daria and the cold black beaches of the island. A faint wind blows through the trees, bringing with it the scent of sweet, wild fay flowers that have made their escape from the gardens behind the walls. For some time, no one says anything. The party travels in perfect silence. Some, some reminisce about the past. Some think about more recent events. And one thinks about his future with this band of adventurers. Be it abrupt or prolonged, it certainly won't be boring. This is session 58, The Falsus Oasis. So, you're all traveling through these woods towards the beach, just getting a safe distance from Daria before you perhaps use teleportation to go to your next location. But nothing has been said. The party is in complete silence. What would you like to do? So we're headed to Exana? Yes. And where are we at, you said? Just outside the... I mean, was Darkus aware of that? Going to Exana? No. That's a conversation they had. Okay. I don't think he was aware of it. Exana, you say? Um, yes. For uh, what? Information delivery. Um, I can get us there now. Uh, call spell components, so we can ask if any of all of the tissues is so. Well, you're outside the city now. Yeah, I think teleporting is a good idea. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody in, and I'll start the minute-long process of drawing a circle. Unless there's any reservations. Oh yes, Darkus, do you have any um, conflicts with teleportation magic? Oh no, of course not. Do you know how long we'll be in that sauna? I mean, if it were up to me, a day. It'll be at the, at the max a day, I think. And then we'll figure out how to get the false oasis from there, if that's good with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Alright, so take the minute to draw the circle. Alright, and then you cast. Yep. Once everybody's in. Now, if I'm recalling correctly, it is fairly early morning mm-hmm. at this point. So you cast teleportation, and you feel the arcane energy swirl around all of you as you are slightly lifted off of the ground and then jostled northeast. Uh, rapidly 
Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> you find yourself standing in an alleyway in Atzana, a very desolate, uh, very rarely tread alleyway as Valinor <sighs> throws up in the alleyway. How I've missed teleportation. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> not sarcasm. <laughs> so traveling through this alleyway, you it's it's fairly familiar at this point. You've used this teleportation circle a couple of times, and you do make your way to more of a thoroughfare of Atzana, and you can see the plethora of people coming and going uh, throughout the city, and it's entirely as you left it. The guards occasionally patrolling the streets, the people uh, walking here and there, and you head where? General Trixus? Yeah, to uh, meet her, to finally LaDonna. Which he's going to go to. Question, Zach. Yes. Has it been a few weeks since we've been in Exile? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. I don't know. Would you like to know? Calendar Keeper? Yes, yes. Calendar Keeper. Indeed, it has been a time. We've done a decent amount of minutiae since the last time. So you go to the. Uh, uh, the last time we were in Atzana was the day before the Ferosa Summit. Wow. Damn. Damn. It's been a minute. <laughs> okay, hold on. Isn't exactly how we left it? Nope, it's burned. Are you certain of that? 100%. You have it documented? I have it documented. Take a D4 inspiration dice. Sweet. Am I starting Oh, yeah. Alright. So, you're going to the Star Spire, I would imagine? Yes. All right. So you travel fairly quickly to the Star Spire. Darkus, one thing that you notice as you travel through these streets, obviously, this is an, like, it's kind of a shock to you. Uh, It's been a long time since you've been in an area like this, outside of Daria. You're very familiar with Daria. You see the comings and goings of Daria, but this is... An entirely different group of people, non-mages, you know, warriors, sellswords, merchants, civilians, and you're taking in all of this, and you're noticing that as the strange ones walk through the streets, there are small kindnesses that are paid to them by these civilians. There are occasionally a little girl will run by or a cluster of children and they'll all kind of gawk and oh, as, as the strange ones walk by, there's a figure that hands some of you some freshly baked sweet rolls, a guard that kind of nods his head at Valinor as all of you are walking through the streets and you're definitely picking up that the strange ones have a reputation in this city and that it is a positive reputation. I would like to approach Darkus and say, have you been to Zonon before? Yes, but it has been a long time. Okay, so you know their their aversion to the arcane hunts. You, sorry, go ahead. As I said, I was just making sure. Gotcha. Uh, you travel to the Star Spire at the base. You can see two guards standing at their positions near the main entrance. And as all of you approach, there is a level of recognition uh, as the guards kind of stand at attention and acknowledge all of you as the strange ones and are kind of waiting for clarification on what you're wanting. I look to Meryl. I'm just gonna walk up to them and they seem they seem to recognize us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There is a level of recognition. Yeah. I'll just say, um, 
we're here to uh, seek an audience with multiple people, but let's start with General Drexus. Very good. I'll, I'll send for him. And he looks at the other guard. The other guard steps inside. There's this silence that pervades as this guard just kind of looks at all of you waiting a couple of minutes. And then eventually you see the door open. It's not its not too terribly long, only about five minutes. The door opens and General Trexus steps out along with the guard that left to fetch him who returns to his position. General Trexus standing before all of you. Strange ones, it is good to see all of you again. General Trexus, uh, perhaps would like to step inside and debrief? Uh, certainly, uh, my office then. And he steps inside, inviting all of you to follow him. Uh, and you walk down the short hallway and veer to the left to General Trexus's office, which I believe all of you have been in before. Mm-hmm. Besides does he, does Darkus. he seem wary of Darkus? Uh, he, he definitely took notice that... Uh, there's another member of the party that he doesn't recognize, but there's a level of trust. I I'll suppose. just introduce him as, as we're walking. Okay. <clears throat> oh. Darkus, the information we deliver may be of a sensitive nature. I will happily wait out. Thank you. <clears throat> so you're in General Trexus's office as he sits down in this very comfortable looking chair. He invites all of you to sit at, at a adjacent table near his desk. General Trexus wasn't there when uh, the Emperor and Lady Madonna talked to us about this. He probably would have been there. Yeah, I think he was. Okay. I'm not telling him. Damn. Oh. My persuasion shit. I don't know what's going to happen. The, the information that we have has to do with Lady Madonna, and she should be present for it. You're wanting to speak to Lady Madonna then? Yes. Well, that can be arranged, and he rises from his chair uh, and says, just give me a moment to make sure that she's available. Uh, You can wait here in the meantime. Before he exits, um, Mm. General Texas, have you heard word of General Tullamore's ship docking in Exoma? Why, yes. He arrived only a few days ago. I'll turn back to the party. I trust that all of you have this handled. I have some business to attend to. Does this business require a company? No, not at all. I'm afraid General Tolmo has already set out on the road. Where were they headed? I believe they were assigned... I didn't clarify, right? I don't think so. Um... Remember correctly, just said they were headed to the front oh, God. No, my father's, uh, he's supposed to be working in Zona, right? Uh, no, he was, he was General Tolmore's, uh, personal blacksmith, so he would have gone with General Tolmore. So, no, I don't think you clarified where they were going once they reached Malaria. Okay. I believe that he was assigned to the southwest front, uh, just south of Zundrin. Okay. Um, can you get a message to him? Absolutely. Well, specifically to my father. He's uh, General Tolmore's blacksmith. Make a inside check. Can I say something to help? 
potentially help with this roll? This is the dossier you gave me. I'm sorry. We traded. Oh. It's a seven. A seven? You have to pass okay. it on the curse. Uh, he says, and, and you were asking about a message? Yeah, if he could get a message. To yeah, he says absolutely. And then he provides a some parchment and a quill, and he says, I'll go speak with Lady Ladonna, and I will be back momentarily. If you'll write out a message, I'll have it delivered to him. Thank you. As soon as he's up. Mine's going to happen after he leaves the room. Yeah, so, so Okay. As soon as he leaves the room, I'd like to say, Lindana, um, if you want a message to your father, I can arrange that instantly, not by uh, Raven or Eagle. Through sending? No. You can speak to him. Dream. My dreams are a little bit of a hostile area right now. True that. True that. True uh, enough. True that. If you don't um, think your information is going to be compromised, then oh. nothing sensitive is going in the letter. I just wanted him to know that I missed him just barely. Also, I believe if he said it that way, the most direct route of getting to our destination is going to be uh, going, teleporting to Zondrum and then moving south. I believe that's what we discussed last time. Where we discussed is in the Oasis? Between the land two. bridge between... Yeah. And he's he's southwest below Zondrum. Oh, that's where he would be headed to. Well, I don't want to postpone our mission any further. I suppose we should see what Darkest thinks, because I know he's ready to get on the road for that. True enough. I think so. There's nothing, but if we see him on our travels, we see him. <laughs> if we see him, that would be amazing, but it's not of utmost importance that I see. Okay. <clears throat> so are you going to write out a letter? Yeah, a short one. Okay. I'll send it to you in Discord. Okay. Yes. Okay. So after that then, I'd like to say we all need to, I know time is of the essence and we have some very important information, but maybe after the third book, um, we all need to have a conversation, I feel. Um, it's just not the right time, but I do want to make it known that I would like to have a conversation with us. And I'll, you know, just gesture to us, not with Darkest, just us. Understood. Thank you for uh, After a few moments, Trexus re-enters the room, his hands behind his back in his normal fashion, and he says, Lady LaDonna will see all of you immediately. And he reaches out his hand for your letter. Okay. Uh, he hands it to a guard standing outside of his office and has a short conversation with this guard uh, about the letter. Can you hear anything? Yeah, sure. Um, it's not going to require a perception check because he would say it out loud. Uh, he says, deliver this to the quartermaster who is assigned to the south region of the front. Tell them it is for General Tongmar, and he is to give it to his personal blacksmith. Okay. Alright, so, 
traveling through the halls of the Star Spire, it is it's a familiar sight, and you quickly. Am I following them again, or am I just staying outside of? Mm-hmm. Well, you're not you're not there yet to the to the throne room, so I would say you follow them. Well, you're right. I, I know I won't go in, but like, yeah. am I just standing outside Trex's office? <laughs> no, you were in Trex's office. Um, so you climb the spiral staircase that leads up to the observatory of the Star Spire. Outside the doors, you can see two members of the Blood Guard standing outside the throne room. You, Darkus, uh, find a bench just outside of the doors. Uh, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, causing any trouble yet. Okay. <laughs> so you are invited in, the doors open, and sitting on this makeshift throne is Lady Ladonna the Helmarn. Uh, maybe with some personal attendants and numerous blood guards standing at the columns of this room. And you all are standing before Lady LaDonna. Give she waits patiently. Give her a respectful greeting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Traditional of a spell. Okay. Uh, so I just um, give her a quick synopsis. As he's about to speak. Go ahead. <laughs> I say, um, Lady LaDonna, the information is very sensitive. If there is anyone in here that you would not like to be privy to the utmost sensitive information, then now would probably be the time. And then she... I'll gesture. She looks at some of her personal attendants and kind of gestures for them to leave the room. The only people who remain in the room are General Frexus and the Blood Guard. So I start explaining to her just a quick synopsis of what happened. Uh, I look at Meryl... I hold my hand out to you. Yes. <laughs> Meryl takes his hand. I, 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 gave, I, gave you the, I gave you the parchment. Thank you. Because <laughs> the thieves can't do it over here. So I open it up and I just give a quick synopsis of what's on the parchment about Victoria to Lake Madonna. Which, to be clear for the rest of the party, if we didn't go over this, the document is essentially field notes uh, taken by one of the order of the crescent moon uh, about this bounty. So you read this information. Lady LaDonna, you can see on her face, actually anybody who's gifted in insight can go ahead and make a check. I have proficiency, does that well, That's absolutely, yes. <laughs> okay. that's like, you have proficiency in insight, don't you? Over. You can make a check too. Okay. I did. Okay. Yeah, I mean it rolled. Uh, 15. 15? Waiting. 11. Anybody else proficient? Okay. So, question is on person. Okay. 30, 20. 30, 20. All right. So, what was yours? 11. 11. Okay. You can, all three of you can see that there is a growing level of concern on LaDonna's face. And not surprise, but she definitely didn't seem to know about this. Um... But after you finish reading this letter, she kind of puts her hands on her face and just kind of in a tired way, she says, Did any of them allude to who furnished this bounty? Uh, No, the primary way that the order functions is most of the clientele keep their names secret. And uh, we are po- we are given posted bounties, and anybody and everybody in the order is able to go for the bounty. 
Well, I would like to think that my older brother would not resort to putting a bounty out on Victorion, but it is also not out of the realm of possibility. And remind me, were you you were there for the conversation with, about Victorion? Were you? I've been present for many conversations about Victorion. Nah. <laughs> okay. So she looks at you and she says, Valinor, I hope it goes without saying that if you were to find in Victorion in your travels, he would not be handed over to the Crescent Moon. He would be brought to me. Uh, my lady, if it was up to me, the, the order of the Crescent Moon would be destroyed, but uh, I, I fear that they will find him. So it is your intention not to hand him over to the Crescent Moon? Yes. Just to be clear? Yes. Okay. To collect the bounty, yeah. is what I'm saying. Alright, she's making sure. Yeah. She looks at all of you and she says, This changes nothing. If you hear anything of Victoria, I would appreciate it if you would make it your priority to find him. Hopefully we'll find him before the Red Shadow does, but... I'm sorry, the Order of Crescent Moon. Sorry, all these secret orders, I gotta mix up. <laughs> uh, she says, and the bounty does say alive, correct? That's pretty sure, pretty sure I said alive. Okay. Um, it does now. Yeah, it does now. So she says, uh, we can only hope that whoever furnished this bounty is someone within our house. And even if the Crescent Moon does find him first, they'll deliver him to me. But we don't know. There are many people of all walks of life who join the Order. People who are sympathetic to the Bahamans and people who are not. And some members of the Order, the bounty is second to them. It's the joy of the hunt that's first. Well, was that everything that you had for me? That's everything I had. Has anybody else had anything since I've been gone? Mm -hmm. Would she, she definitely would have heard about um, the place that got torched? Fair off. Yeah. yeah. Should we report the details of what we saw there? I don't mean, think so. Uh, it being Maldrich related, probably. Well, the cultists specifically. And like, yes. them being coordinated in the city before. Yeah. And the assassination. Say, I'm not saying probably. I would okay. say not. Just because the last time <coughs> we asked about it, um, it just didn't sound like something we would be telling everybody. Or at least the helmets at the moment. To do with the dragon they unleashed. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, then he's gone rogue and have a cold. And Tybris <laughs> said that, you know, he's tried to control him and contain him, and that has not worked. And this might push our timeline if we tell him about it. It might get heavy about us going to kill him, or it might put other people in danger. Yeah. And Valor is not ready right now. <laughs> I mean, no. Neither do you, Mirror. I, I personally don't see any harm in telling them about it, just so that they're aware of what damage it's causing. 
potentially. You would know that they would be familiar with the fact that Feyroth was burned. But now, specifically like the coordination. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That, that's something they might not know. Okay. I will go into that. Okay. And, and tell them what we saw. You just describe? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lady Ladana kind of... Uh, she's listening with intrigue as you, as you speak. And she says... It is not a surprise that a being of Maldrix's magnitude has attracted followers. It is frightening that he had the forethought to coordinate an attack. Maldrix has always struck me as an impulsive brute. If he placed members of a circle that is following him in Feyroth ahead of time. It might mean that he's being advised by someone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that. Insight check on that? Sure. Mm-hmm. That's similar to the information. Oh, what the fuck? Nine. Yeah, nothing. Who would be powerful enough to command his attention for even a moment? Make an insight check. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> well, now he's asking a very pointed yeah. question. Nineteen. Good. Nineteen. Uh, I'm going to use my inspiration die. Yeah. Oh, he flashed. No, no, no. I figured he's your inspiration. Uh, twenty-three. All right. She says this. She says what I'm about to say, but there's definitely more that she's thinking. Uh, she says, I don't know who could possibly have bent Maldrix's ear, but I have suspicions. Lady Ladonna, with the utmost respect, we are here to help. We mean nothing but the best for the Helmons, and bringing this information was pertinent and we did not delay. If there is anything else that may aid us in future dealings with this worm, it would be appreciated. And as people that are out roaming Malkaria, I think if anyone needs to know, it would be us. Make a persuasion check with advantage. Hmm, 16? Twenty-one. 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 All right. She looks at you in in kind of a reluctant way. She says, "I dare not speak ill of my brother, but I know that his messages were received by Maldrix, even if he was not responding or listening." to his advice. I know that removing Feyroth from the board would only be positive for our armies. I know that my brother had reached out to the Deep Throne through messages and emissaries, advising them not to take part in any battles with the Kingdom of Alaparon. And I know that those messages were not well received. 
Do you have any advice for us moving forward, then? You have more insight and wisdom in this regard than any. Be cautious. Make certain that you are ready to fight Maldrix. Everything that I've heard about him is foreboding and ominous. He is not a force to be taken lightly. Thank you. You wouldn't have, to have any insight as to uh, locations of Kybrexus's old lair, would you? We've heard that's where he's taken up. She looks at Traxus, and Traxus kind of steps forward into the forefront of the conversation, having been off to the side slightly. Um, and he begins to speak. Let me remember. Yes. Okay. Uh, Trexa steps forward, and with a air of, I know this information, uh, he, he says, Kybrexus previously resided in the mountain range, furthest east of the Burgundy Mountains. I know that his lair was at the peak of the largest mountain in that cluster. It was one of the reasons that Kybrexus was so powerful, was he had access to the central area of the continent, and he could go anywhere he wished. I know he guarded his lair jealously from other drakes, and would attack any other dragons who approached him. He wanted that gap right there, right? Yeah, right there. This the m- this long mountain. mountain. Yeah, yeah. That is where Kybrex's lair was. <laughs> She's essentially telling you it's a very strategically strong location, especially for a dragon, and that now Malfrix has it. All right. All right. Um, I've got nothing else. Describing work on dragons. <laughs> My lady, has any effort been made? to call back the dragon recently. Yes. Nearly every day. What interest does Maldrix have in burning Faeroth if he no longer cares for the will of the Emperor? Well... Maldrix is a blighted creature. He craves the essence of the long-lived. And being that Faeroth is a city of dark elves, I imagine that it was a very enticing target for him. Okay. But we, I get the impression that the cultists were there specifically to assassinate. Hey, hey, hey. Cultists, devoted followers. Okay. <laughs> the simps. <laughs> <laughs> That's the impression that I got. Is that accurate? Or based on what we know? Are you asking the DM? I'm wondering if I'm mischaracterizing it. I don't know, are you? 
I will tell her. We got the impression that they were there to assassinate. Specifically target the leadership. If Maldrix generally just wanted to kill for the sake of harvesting the long living, wouldn't necessarily care about one particular one. This lends more validity to my theory. Which means he does still care for the will of the Emperor. In some regard. Well, and, and she says this in a, in, a, in a manner of phrase, but essentially, Maldrix is still bound by his commitment to Tybris. He still has to uh, fulfill his side of the obligation, but he can, he can fulfill it in the way that he sees fit. Now, he doesn't answer to Tybris. Tybris can't say, hey, come back and get in your gym. But they made a deal for Maldrix to not attack the Alvaron army and to essentially destroy everything in the path along the war front. Uh, and Feyroth was very much going to be an obstacle for the army. Okay. It was a little bit overreaching. <coughs> like, it's, it's a little further than what Tybris initially ordered Maldrix to do. But it also wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for him to have inferred or twisted Tybris' words and then used that to do what he wanted, what Mavericks wanted. So it's, it's kind of a, you don't really know, for sure. Everyone has theories, but you don't know. Did Mavericks do this on his own, or did Tybris tell him to? I have a, I have a detailed question. Okay. So the contract or the agreement that Tybris, and, that Tybris has with Mal, Maldrix is it is it strictly just a you scratch my back I scratch yours or is there like a binding magical contract where Maldrix physically could not attack the Alavron army because something is going to compel him not to do it it is not magical however all dragons are kind of culturally bound to their oaths so once they once they make a promise, they keep it, essentially. He's a paladin. Okay. They also expect people to do what they what they agreed to yeah. also. And it's also only because Tybris has already fulfilled his side of the deal mm-hmm. by releasing him. <clears throat> so he's kind of not really honor bound, but kind of an equivalent. To fulfill his side of this deal. Good? That's all I have. Alright. Trexus uh, politely bows to Lady Ladonna and says, uh, My lady, we will be taking our leave unless you have anything else for us. And Lady Ladonna just not being rude, but you can definitely tell she's got a lot on her plate. Just says, thank you, strange ones. Um, please come to me with any more information that you find. And always feel free to come back to it, Zana, at the very least to rest. Can you... Yes. This might be a history check, but... Um, the people that imprisoned Maldrix in the gym originally... Mm-hmm. Do I remember who that was? Make a history check. 
I'm going to go ahead and tell you that even if you don't, there's a member of your party that would know that story very well. Okay, 16. 16? Yeah. No, that's enough. Um, Lady Kilon, a she-elf warrior, was part of a band of adventurers that originally uh, captured and bound Maldrix. Were they aligned to anybody? Um, the elves. The elves. The elves. Uh, the, the prevalent, I believe... I believe this was around the time of the Arcana Bellum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maldrix was still free from the Celestial Cleansing. He had always been free, and he kept being a problem for the elves, and with the Arcana Bellum happening, the elves couldn't afford to lose any troops. So she was dispatched to deal with Maldrix. The Hammer of Kalar. Okay. I'm just going to kind of stop on the way out. Well, we're not out yet. Yeah. What do you... Uh, I, I just want to turn and ask her something. Okay, yeah. My lady. To understand the Emperor's will clearly, does he wish for Maldrix to remain free? Say that one more time. Does he wish for Maldrix to remain free? Well, you would, you would recall, and I know it's a lot of information, um, Tybris said that once everything is done, that he'll kill Maldrix himself uh, if he has to. He has no intention of allowing Maldrix to stay uh, on the continent. Okay. Once, once both sides of this deal are done, he never agreed not to kill Maldrix. He just said, "I'll release you. You make sure my army moves un- uh, unimpeded uh, for the best of your abilities." But Maldrix did state in one of his monologues. That once everything was over and done with, he would make sure that Maldrix was dealt with. Or Tybris said this in one of his monologues. Because he doesn't want Maldrix coming to Alaron. He could care less about what happens to Malkaria, but he doesn't want to leave a force like that unchecked. Well, he, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so I get my answer. Yeah. Alright, so as you are all walking out of the throne room, General Trexus kind of gently touches your pauldron, uh, Meryl, and kind of gestures for you to pull to the side. All of you are walking towards the doors, and Trexus looks at you and he says, I noticed a new face in your party. I introduced him. Yeah. In the hallway. Yeah. Oh. No. Could you maybe tell me a little bit about him? I'll let Darkus uh, speak for himself. Um, Nicholas has departed to seek his own um, ends for a while. Um, And this gentleman is accompanying us on our most recent task. Before you walk away from Trexus, he kind of steps in just a little bit and he says, Perhaps I wasn't clear. A new face traveling with one of the greatest assets that the Empire has in the Strange Ones. I would like to know everything that you know about this individual, and I can't trust him to share this information with me. So, if you have anything that you would like to relay to me. Meryl is already in a pissed mood, and you would probably demonstrate that. Okay. So going to say, Trexus, we both know I don't answer you. You can, if you trust me, 
then you're a wise man, and I trust him for now. <laughs> it's not going to have any adverse effects. Let me let me uh, lead with that, but let me get an intimidation check. Natural twenty. Roll a natural twenty. That's a negative one. It's a neg, and that's a two. So one. Okay. He looks at you and he says, My dear friend, Merrill, I never meant to imply that you are not a free agent. You have full discretion. I just meant amongst friends. <laughs> I don't need an insight check for that one. Um, Trexus, if you want to be my friend, There are uh, things that I would ask you to do as my friend that would be outside of your professional scope. Now, do you think that you would go outside of your professional scope to perform these actions for a friend? Well, we are both men of honor, and I understand that you have much more leniency in your parameters, being a free agent who is allowed to walk the continent of Malkaria. I must say, and he begins to walk away from the door, understanding that this conversation, or walk towards the door, understanding this conversation is over, and he says, I must say that it deeply wounds me that you don't already see me as a friend. And he pushes open the door as strange ones have already stepped through. But he's out in the hallway, all of you are now together again, and he says, Please allow me to escort you out of the Star Spire. Darkus, you're invited to. <laughs> what information were you hiding? We don't know shit. I don't. Nobody was trying to hide. That's the thing. It's like, I don't know a whole lot about him, and what little I know, I don't feel inclined to tell Texas. Alright, so you all go to leave. Uh, you're walking out of the main door of the Starspire, back out onto the city streets, and Trexus does turn towards you, Darkus, and extends his hand. And he says, My name is General Trexus, by the way. Shake his hand. Darkus. It's very nice to meet you, Darkus. May I ask, where are you from? Uh, I've been in Daria for around a decade now. Hmm. Evasive. Where are you from? Oh, uh, I'm from Malkaria, near to Feyroth. Mm. You're a slightly different complexion than I would expect for someone who is from Feyroth. Wow. I'm not from Feyroth, <laughs> near to Feyroth. Yeah, I see. So your family isn't from Feyroth? No. General Trexus. Trexus, you said they all look alike around there? <laughs> That's all I say. That's all you say? Yeah. You say well, I won't keep you then. Thank you. It was very nice to see all of you again, strange ones. Please, stop by my office at any time. And as the lady said, just because you come to Edzana doesn't mean that you have to have anything for us. Understand that it is a safe haven and a place for you to rest and recover from your journeys. And you leave? Thank you. Okay. okay. My <laughs> the Star Spire is near the uh, Celestial Streets, is it not? It is. It's it's just off of the main uh, thoroughfare, this large like courtyard that then almost immediately branches off into the Celestial Streets. I see. Um, 
That was fun. Would anyone mind if I dipped off for just a few minutes to uh, visit my temple? No, I have somewhere I need to go as well. I've got, I've got, I've got merch and I need to merch. Merch and he needs to merch. I have a very yeah. serious question for okay. a second. Yeah. Do I have any fucking money? <laughs> um, that's actually a very good question. Um, we didn't really like, talk Nicholas about had that, like twenty thousand gold. Yeah, but like we didn't talk about that because I forgot. Twenty thousand, you said? Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Before you left, you were given kind of a stipend from the city of Daria from. Uh, respected peers from Angerthal, you know, different people of 1,100 gold. So he is pretty broke. Yeah. And you can what? get, we'll say you can, you can get, you can divvy that up into whatever denominations you want. for a commoner. Well, no, but he's not a commoner. He's not a commoner. Did you hear what I said? I can break it up into different. Yeah, in, into whatever de- denominations you want. Okay. Yes. This may be another history check. Based on what we know, where is the most comprehensive library in Malkaria? In Malkaria? Yes. The most comprehensive library would probably be... I mean, in the major cities, besides Adzana. Adzana doesn't have a huge collection of yeah. Books because they're not native to the continent. They haven't lived there all their lives. But perhaps Zeshin, um I mean, the Darian Library. The Darian Library is pretty comprehensive. That's true. We yeah, we can do that there. Can I spill some beans? Not to Merrill, but to hold, hold on one second before we do that. Uh, what are you wanting to learn? I want to know about the elven magic that they use to imprison Malchus. Hmm. And I would like to do some research myself. Well, let me get a history check from Valinor. Okay. Because I might save you a trip here. Oh. No, I... You want to go? I mean... Actually, you know what? <laughs> go ahead and make that check. I have a plus zero in history, so... 16. 16? No flash of genius? No. Okay. Um, you don't know anything about the magics that were used. You know that it was a gemstone. You know that inside of that gemstone is a demiplane. Uh, but you don't know who manufactured the gemstone. You don't know. And, and this is something that is possible through mortal arcane means. There are wizards that have private domains uh, that are enchanted into an item or something like that. Uh, but you don't know who manufactured it. I tell you the whole history about Kalan and the hammer being forged and how like they took the power of a dying star into that bitch and how she struck Maldrix in the skull, rendering him unconscious while they bound him into the stone. I'm like, I don't know shit about the magic though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I am gonna say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna whisper in your ear. And say you don't need to go to a library right now. Yeah, no, not right now. Maybe that in, maybe that information might come about. 
Do you ask this stuff out loud? Broke his legs. Yeah, I just. You're gonna drop something, probably not. What you gonna drop on us? Can I? What is it? (laughs) I mean, that's a library. Once we're in, well, so we already know Tharkoon uh, <clears throat> is privy to the sunken library of Sylvanas, which has a, a tome, quote, quoted here, many tomes of ancient knowledge, uh, and that Sylvanas is an old friend of Tharkoon, and he is welcome there. Um, and he is already going there to get information for us about Maldrix. Okay. Uh, and not just Maldrick's Galgaroth. <laughs> no, no, no. Specifically Galgaroth. I'm sorry, I messed that up. Yeah. We already have dragon slaying weapons in the works possession. Alright, so let's split the party. You go to the temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to the merchant. What and is I was your... also going to the merchant. I don't like how you said that. Okay. I'm going to go with Darkus. Wherever he's going. I don't fucking know. Where's Darkus going? I was just going to hang out and let the people come back. I'm just going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to usher for Darkus just to come with us. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk with him and say, um, do you work for gold for Darius? Are you a professional by means or... They've paid me before, but mostly I work there as a favor. To whom, if you don't mind me asking? I owe the previous master of Daria a great deal. Hmm. Well, seeing as you're uh, loaned to us for this. <laughs> <laughs> We're Jesus Christ! Like Home Depot tool room really <laughs> over here. No, he said you said you're loaned to us, loaned to us. So he's helping us out. We're um, helping him. Though. I think it'd be beneficial to keep give you a um, retainer that, upon your departure from our group, that you could return to me. Does that sound fair? What do you suggest? I was going to let you hold on to three thousand gold pieces. I would say. I don't need anything right now. If the occasion does come, I may ask that of you, but I appreciate the offer. Perhaps something else. Um, what? Nothing. <laughs> We're really trying, trying to, to keep you from being a liability. <laughs> um, you're I'm not much. Gold. I got stuff. You're I'm not much gold. of a healer, oh. are you? Um, no, I've never well, been very gifted in that. Can fire What do you use as a focus? Uh, can Carter Uh, he has a little vial around his neck. Would you mind if I tampered with it a little bit whenever we have a minute to stop? Define tampered. Uh, just enhance it. Uh, allow you to store a certain number of spells of my choosing into it. For use as you see fit. Sure, I don't guess that'd be a problem mechanically. Did you tell him about a spell-storing item? Yes. It says specifically either a martial weapon or a spell focus. It is already a magic item, if that's a problem. Yeah, no, that's okay. not a problem. Okay, great. Yeah, sure. That's Okay. Help me remember. Uh, All right. Give him an air bubble. 
<laughs> so we've got only merchant and temple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's, the merchants. Yes. I just want to sit down a little. Okay. Okay. So I'd like to turn to um, Valmar and say, "How much do you owe on this here again?" As it's it's sixteen thousand gold. Would you like a loan of sixteen thousand gold? How much gold have y'all collected while I was gone? A lot, buddy. A lot. I'll be spending that shit. I, I got a little over 18,000 myself. What the fuck? I got, I got I have 39,300. What the fuck? She's been horrible. You, what? She yes. Alice, Rinaldi's fucking stacked, okay? <clears throat> Would you like a loan? I grab Rinaldi by her jowls. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a big smooch on the side of her face. Do you resist? Okay. Come <laughs> on, oh, man. I'll take another yes. What do you want in return? <laughs> no, <so. laughs> it's pretty dark. That meat. <laughs> I mean, we could go to the tent right now. Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she said to the party. Interest like yeah, I was going to say, a loan usually has interest, are you? Are you but is the arrangement. That, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to resist. Sorry. Exactly. All right, let's talk about your see it, guys. Take my, take my mechanical hand and shake it. She's going to own that mechanical hand now. It's not, it's not the worst deal I've made in my life. Look at these fucking arrows. Eh? Given how things have turned out. For so you, you give him the gold out of your bag of holding? Yeah. Okay. Actually, you could probably hold on to it. 16,000 gold. That's, that's going to be a lot to put on the table. Hmm. Yeah. You remember session one? Yeah, when I almost died? Yeah. Yeah. You owe Alistair a favor, too, for helping you back on the boat. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I did almost fall off the boat. <clears throat> so you go to this mercantile, uh, the same uh, kind of bizarre setup where there's these tents with the banners of Zundran on them, uh, and it is, it, it makes you happy, Meryl, to see that these Zundran merchants are still present in Atzana and that there is quite a bit of business that seems to be coming and going. Uh, and you walk in and find the... Uh, very same merchant, Valinor, that you worked this deal out with to begin with. Yes. Um, although, I don't recall his name. Give me a second. I bet you I have hundreds of NPCs. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There's no way it didn't break at least triple digits. Thayroth, it wasn't... I'm, I'm trying to think of what the ratio to of slavers to slaves would be in favor of. Kazadon. Kazadon, that's right. Mm -hmm. Probably would. Take a D4 inspiration, please. Yes. Slime in these D4s. But there were slaves in favor of. So, right, right, right as soon as we get there, I, like, I, look, I look for Nalia. It's going to be a lot. I know. I, I, I look and I, I like heave the bag out. Okay. And sure. Then, and then I well, heave. Wait, 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 wait. Before you do that, before you do that. I'd like to just. Um, he had a worked out an agreement with you for some arrows. Well, gonna pay? I think he's walking into the tent now. You're walking in with the bag, just heaving it? I was going <laughs> to heave oh, it onto Lord. the counter. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So, I walk in, like, 
heaving this bag. As you enter, he turns and says, Strange ones, it is very good to see all of you. To see cash. Yeah. We have a deal to make, you and I. I think we have a deal to conclude <laughs> based on what you're putting on the table. Did you already put anything for it already? Well, I had put 800 silver down to hold them. Okay. So, uh, we jargon this back and forth. Yeah, and so. and that was just a reserve fee. Yes. Correct? Yes. Okay. So I will get the 800 silver back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Uh, he'll, he'll look at you and he'll say... Is this enough gold to conclude our transaction? I look for not at all. Yes. Yes, it is. Is he going to be getting his retainer of 800 silver back? Well, it has been quite some time. So you are deducting the 800 silver from the 16,000 gold? Yes, absolutely. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Yes, it would go towards the, the, the purchase itself. What's the new app? I don't know what it is. So it's it's ten silver for one gold piece, right? So it was sixteen thousand, fifteen thousand nine hundred and twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have fifteen thousand nine hundred and twenty gold pieces. As you take some of the gold <laughs> out. <of them>. Yes. <laughs> okay. And he says, "Well, yes, they are a hard commodity. You understand? So I I had to." Keep something for myself, have keeping them off the shelves of slow. There's lots of people trying to spend 16000 oh, yeah. right? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, and he says, well, let me fetch those for you. Would you like them wrapped? Uh, no, you don't have to wrap them. All right. And he goes into the back, and you can kind of take the air of the tent just a little bit. Uh, now, one thing he probably should have mentioned that I forgot is that this is a... This is not a public transaction here in the city of Adzana. Yeah, because, I mean, he, do, he deals in some magic items that's not necessarily yes. smiled upon. Yeah. yeah. This is kind of a, for the strange ones, I might have accidentally put some things on the wagons yes. that aren't supposed to be here in the city of Adzana. Uh, and he eventually emerges from one of the small rooms tucked off in the tent. Uh, and you can see that in his hand is a quiver of black iron arrows. What? But how many? How many? Nine. 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 A quiver of nine black hour, black iron arrows. You do see that the quiver was probably it was probably built for more, but that there there's some arrows missing, obviously. Uh, and placing it on this on the uh, shelf before you, you can see that it is of kind of a vague dwarven motif uh, and that the quiver the arrows, everything is decorated with pitch black leather and kind of some iron reinforcements but iron that has essentially been smoked to look like a dark grey nice blued yeah, essentially and he says, well as always it is lovely to do business with the strange ones would you like to make some more gold? you're not there Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Did you I call? said I was going with y'all. I thought you went with me. Oh, girl, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll just stand at the back. <laughs> you can add nine black iron arrows to your inventory. But I was going to say the same thing. You did. But now you can walk away from the table. You're done. Right. <laughs> now um, you can leave for six more months. You're done. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yes. Inventory. How does this app work? 
No. What did you uh, have, Lindala? Um, I'm looking for something that could make me a little stronger. I'm fishing for a belt of giant shrinks, whatever he might have. Do you already? Do you currently have a? No. Belt? I have. Gauntlets of the power. gauntlets of ogre power, which gets my strength to a 19. The lowest giant strength belt gives me a 21, which is rare. Okay. And what would that put your modifier at? Plus five. So that would make one. your plus to hit what? Plus 11? One more than what it is now. Yeah, I think it'd be plus 11. Yeah. Okay, so just a plus 11? Yeah. Because right. it's at a plus 10 right now. Just making sure she doesn't fuck up here. Make sure she doesn't mm-hmm. pick an item. Because that's I've learned my lesson about <laughs> not vetting items. Should go for the belt of fire giant strength. That's very rare. <laughs> you said rare? Well, the hill giant strength one is, but I mean, if he's got a good cross on any of the other ones, Which you know, we could talk. Hook up to a plus eleven. <laughs> What's which one plus are you at, brother? I would like to know the price of hill giant and frost giant. Okay. One is rare. One is very rare. All right, so we'll start with the very rare. Okay. All right. Uh, what about one up to a fire giant? Now, just to be clear, these these belts they don't have the name. Frost giant, hill yeah. giant, things you, like you that. You said that just, before it was something different. Yeah, her. belt of yeah. belt of ungodly strength, something like that. <laughs> belt of big ass man. That would right. be storm <laughs> Belt <giant>. of strong. <laughs> belt of Ravenax. <laughs> or only to a bubble that says thick Vala. <laughs> it's just a one day four plus one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she he he looks at you and he says, the belt of the arcane magnitude that you spoke of, and this is the most powerful one, uh, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to part with it for anything less than 50,000. Understandable. What about the lower tier one? 49,000. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't say that about Well, for Linvala of the Strange Ones, I could part with it for 8,000 gold pieces. Oh, girl, Ooh. grab that shit. Shit. <coughs> uh, yeah. Um, Rolled very well for you. Good. Um, well, I didn't expect to get such great prices. Um, Something I'm gonna, too. I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, there is a fairly... Substantial gap between those two rarities. Um, rare yeah. ranges, rare ranges from two thousand to twenty thousand. Very rare ranges from ten thousand to fifty. Oh, I'm sorry, twenty thousand to fifty thousand. Um, well, I'm gonna reach into my bag of holding and take out eighty-five hundred okay. gold pieces and slide it to him and say, um, "Consider this a tip and much gratitude for." <laughs> your swell prices and just remember this the next time we come shopping. Well, I am flattered. It is always good to see that my expertise in the mercantile arts is recognized. Mm-hmm. He Holy could buy a trailer shit. park with 500 gold. <laughs> 500 gold in a trailer park? Dude. 
Ten, ten small houses. That's Holy a shit. trailer park. The newest slumlord. Yes. Good God. What does he have in the, the south side of the zone? Going to be run by this. Not many. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to ask him if he has if he has anything that he, you know, might have in the back, like his arrows. Not that like it, but that would suit me. I'm just assuming he knows what I use because we're kind of famous. <laughs> well, you also are wearing daggers all across yeah, your body. He says, "Well, I have many, many wonderful daggers for sale. Some of them are the arcane nature." Yes, I'd like to see those. What do you got? You got to tell me specifics here because I don't. There's a ton of magical daggers. I mean, there's a flame tongue dagger. There's a poison dagger. There's Plus three daggers. So he just has good inventory. Yeah, he's got very good inventory. You're talking about weapons, and he's a dwarven merchant. So. I'll be back. I'll be back. He currently has good inventory. I'll be back tonight. (laughs) 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 Currently, are we good? I just did the math on how much it would cost. And material components to make a permanent teleportation circle in this calendar year. It's 10,000 gold. Jesus. Mm. I'm just oh, waiting to make sure we're good before I oh. go ahead and deduct <clears throat> this. Yeah, I already took out my gold. Well, I'm just. I'm going to come back tonight. Okay. It's time, everybody. What you doing? I'm going to take out the. Oil of slipperiness. Jesus. Oh what? Oh my god. <laughs> What's oh, your lucky vial of oil? I thought we threw that in the trash. I'll maybe off on the cor- in the corner while he's talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast distort value. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Yes. Okay. Um, guess spell an object no more than one foot in on no more than one foot on a side, doubling the object's perceived value by adding illusionary flourishes or polish to it, or reducing blah blah blah. Uh, anyone examining the object can ascertain its true value with a successful investigation check against your spell save DC. Hmm. 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 Okay. What's the rarity? Uncommon. Wondrous item. So you present this item to him? Yes. Uncommon. Fucking fuck. Fucking fuck. Stepping out of the uh, tent right now. (laughs) Alright. So you cast this, it doubles its value, Mm -hmm. and then he rolls to see if he can beat your spell DC. Yes. So this merchant is kind of looking at it. You can see like this monocle that he puts onto his face and is like examining the potion bottle. It's quality glass. It's very robust. The cork seems to be intact. Wax seal still in place. Uh, go ahead. Okay, so what's your spell save, DC? 19. Giving him a plus. What's your plus to investigation? My plus to investigation is extremely high because I have proficiency. Yes, he's a merchant. <laughs> I'm also level 14 or 15. This Wait, what? You're level what? Secret BB 15. You should what be is level your... 16. Did you not level up? Mm. When? 
the last time we level up, it's been 16. No, it's been like three sessions ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'll do the care of that. 49. Uh, anyway, mine is a plus 10. Plus 10? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's not getting quite that much. Um, wait, wait to level up until the next level up. You'll get two levels, but it's, it's I think, next session. After next session. I know what level I want to take already. Yeah, don't do it mid-session. Okay. I think it, this is session 58. Yeah, so it's not yeah, at the end session. of next session you'll level up. We'll get to 17. But should have already done it. So that's why I'm saying that. I was probably out whenever we did. All right. So well, it always levels up like clockwork every 5 sessions. So uh all right. So I'm giving him a plus. <laughs> Well, what did you say your spell save DC was? 19. Okay. Um, spell save DC and your plus two investigation was 10? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he looks at it and he says, Well, whoever crafted this certainly did a phenomenal job. I could give it a thousand gold pieces. All right, he takes the vial, gives you the money. Would I know whether or not that's double? Uh, you're an officer, so you would know what the value of that was. Uh-huh. Yeah, it worked. Okay. We're going to need that level of slipperiness in the next couple seconds. <laughs> Literally, we're going to ask Maldrix, and the oil of was going to keep us from death and teeth again. Maldrix is like, unless you have oil of slipperiness, you are all doomed. Fuck! <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Gone now. You can buy it back if he's that bad. No, he's gonna charge us five grand for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was there anything else in the tent? Can I just buy three uh, revivify diamonds for me? Uh, yes. Yeah, he'll sell them to you at worth. So whatever it is. Could, could I maybe have a little more since I gave him a really big fat trailer park worthy tip? This man has made enough. Yeah, to actually, make a persuasion check with advantage for ten lives. What's the value for the revival diamonds? Three hundred. Three hundred. Fifteen. Fifteen. Two fifty a pop. Sweet. That's so fifty dollars. Seven hundred. Three. Seven hundred. Seven hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. Think quarters. How do I? I'm that praying. Sucks. Yeah. All right. Is that everything in the tent? Uh, yes. Okay. Because he doesn't have books. All right. Alistair, mm-hmm. you walk up the steps of the Temple of Morgat and walk through the doors. It is a, a familiar sight, the inside. There are a couple of scribes that are tending to the candles, the numerous candles that are lit uh, in this hall. And before you is the shrine. I would like to approach and place my ruby that I've been carrying on it. Okay. Remove that. As well as 
the bottle of flower mead from Hoke. And just pray and say, <clears throat> I know that it wasn't you, it was the enemy that visited me in my dream, but I can't help but still feel guilty. I will do better to radiate your mercy, to be a beacon of your tenements. And please watch over Nicholas wherever he goes. Be there for him. Do you want to get any uh, temporary HP while you're here? Mm-hmm. Nope, just giving gifts. Okay. Alright, so you pray at the shrine, the scribe keeping a respectful distance from you while still knowing who you are. <laughs> uh, and you stand up from the shrine feeling, feeling better, having unburdened yourself with that. Uh, and if there's nothing else. I was going to see if I, at one point I left a very, very expensive jeweled necklace here as, mm-hmm. an, as an offering. Is it still there or is it, is it stuff that they've taken away? Since yeah, time? so the offerings are taken away nightly. Gotcha. Alright, just make sure none of the scribes are wearing it. No. <laughs> okay. yeah, Alright. I'm done. ask about one more item? Sure. There's a weird item in D&D Beyond. I'm not sure where it's from. But it's referencing some lore uh, for something called a King's Blade. Uh, it's King's Blade Mage Robes. And it's a wondrous, uncommon item. Dude, that's my homebrew item I made for Izan. That's yours. How do you have that? You probably have some. It's shared. It's shared because it's you're in a campaign. Oh, yeah. You also probably have the master. Do you have the master tier subscription on D and D Beyond? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So uh, all of that. I have that shit. Shit's on there. Well, hold on one second. Like, What's a king's blade? <laughs> the king's blades in his honor, like the king's guard. No. I don't know what it is, but I'll paint that funny. I wouldn't blame you. It sounds sick. <laughs> will, you, will you get the rotten potions and see if they're in here? Probably. Do you have master's? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, thank you. I guess that's balanced because wizards almost never are in melee. Right? No. Flat, flat out, any plus three items should be higher than uncommon. Yeah. It was not made for me to give to players. It was made for one of my NPCs. Okay, never mind. Which <laughs> was not made <laughs> for <laughs> mortals. <laughs> no. That is definitely not something that even okay. people I'm not all the way buy. through that item yet, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you that's not something that would be sold in a shop. It is something I can work into the campaign for you if you'd like, but that's not something that would be sold in a shop. Okay, I didn't know if it was like a back alley cursed item. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something I can work I could work into maybe a back alley transaction. But yeah, what's his name? Kazadon? He's not gonna have nothing like that in his shop. In that case can I just do get a ring of protection? Well what was the item? Can you read the description? Kingsblade mage robes. 
And it's basically requires attunement by a wizard, which I'm multi-classed into. And it gives you a plus three AC. What's your AC currently? Fifteen. With your buffs. Yeah, you tried to trick me there, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) It's somewhere around twenty-one. Now I'm gone. Twenty-four. Yeah, I think it's been 24 before. <laughs> 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 might have gotten I'll, 24. I'll need to edit that one over on him. It's going to be very rare like by the end of the night. Meryl just walks out. Plus five for Forge Song. Two for Haste. That's 22 already, buddy. I have a picture. Calm oh, down. Plus three <laughs> is 25. Plus shield is 30. Uh, plus shield, that's what it was. <laughs> what's, the, what's the rarity? But it's, well, it's, it's, it's her. I'm room. going to change it. It's going to be very rare. Ooh. I didn't expect anybody to find it, but that's what they look like. She made oh, it for an NPC, me. not for players. Yeah. So it's not for mortals. I did. I did not make it with the intention of my players getting it. In lieu of that, could I get a rank protection? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. What's the rarity? I think rare. that's rare. It did be rare. You could could get cloak protection. I think it was the same thing actually. Cloak protection is just uncommon. Ooh. You can only wear one cloak at a time. You can wear ten yeah. rings. Ringer protection gives you plus to your uh, saving throws. All right, that's the cloak is not. Yeah. All right, so a cloak of protection, which so is uncommon. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, three hundred. Three hundred gold for uncommon. Done. It does require an attunement slot, but I have one too. Yep. It offers you the same deal. I take it. Can I buy one also? Plus one to eighteen. Being that a cloak of protection would not be something that is forbidden in that zona, uh, he probably had quite a few in stock. Yeah. <laughs> they have waffle in here. My con save yeah, row is now plus ten. Okay. It's uh, Dritz. Damn, your concentrations oh. are higher than mine. I have their plus 10 and I have advantage on them for God. concentration. Alright, so is that everything? <laughs> are we done with this shopping episode? No. Yes. Okay. Is Morgan going to look out for Nicholas? Hmm? Is Morgan going to look out for Nicholas? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's the whole thing about praying the deities. Yeah. Are you are you taking off your ogre uh, Gauntlet of overpower? Yeah, I will be. I'll look for something else to give you. Okay. I mean, I'm going to be out of attunement slots. Oh. So, yeah. I love I'm stacked. It's funny, hmm. my unarmed strike does a flat zero. Mm. <laughs> what are you wanting to go to a library for? Research on the history of. I mean, what's right? What's right? Oh, what kind of weapons? vague bullshit is that? Okay, I'm, I'm actually asking you is this something that, like, I need to know if it would be in the library so I can save you some time. It's about to vote. Okay. Yeah. You're going to... I'm going to say wait. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Because that would not be in a library here in Adzana. I'd like to research aqueducts. Mm-hmm. Aqueducts? <laughs> that would be in Adzana. I like the Romans. They built the shit out of aqueducts. Yeah. <laughs> Ducks that like water? <laughs> Yeah, right. All ducks are aquatic, <laughs> dumbasses. <laughs> Alright, so are we good? Yes. What, do, what do we do? Are we staying at Donna? 
Uh, we make our we way to Zundra, to the Oasis. It's probably just after midday at this point. I think we go ahead on the journey, then. Could I have... I don't know if I keep asking this every session. While I was in the temple praying, could I have taken a short rest? Yeah. Should I, I mean, that's your bread short rest Just to get back the little health I lost from the, the crit that fucking lightning hit me. Yeah, if you roll hit dice. Yeah, yeah. So are we continuing? Mm-hmm. Um... Do we have to teleport again? Oh. Yeah, we can teleport. Um, honey, <laughs> uh, do we have any means of getting a message to Hanukkah? Once we meet back up, I'll ask everyone. Um, um I know he's, we were permitted to use his teleportation circle. I would still like to give him a heads up just for the sake of, um, politeness. How far is your sending again? Uh, well, it's not, I don't have wait, it. Wait, the teleportation circle in session is in session, not Hanukkah's tower. Well, there's one else. Oh, there. It's one just like marked on our map. There's two in Zeshin. There's one we teleported to at Tharkin's Tower, which we have permission to use, and then the one that's in Zeshin. There's one that's regulated by Zeshin, inside of Zeshin, inside the Hall of the Patient Kings. And then there is one outside of Tharkin's Tower. I had forgotten about the one actually outside of Zeshin. That one's managed by Zoltan. I don't know for sure that we have permission to use the one inside the the one that's managed by uh King's Garden. I mean, we've Zundra. definitely gone through there several times. I mean, yes, I'll, but I, that, I think uh, Meryl wrote in his book the last time we teleported to that one. Well, I mean, why don't I'll, we just I'll, go to the one right outside? I'll take a quick nappy poo and go talk to Avaris. How would you do that? The dream, the dream talk thing. Uh, I don't think it has an effect if on elves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't have it right now anyway. Uh, look, 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 it, it's no big deal. We have explicit permission to use the one outside of Arkham's Tower. So we'll just use that. Cool. If everybody's cool with it, yeah. we'll move back to the teleportation circle in the dingy alleyway. Yeah. I think Gollum will be fine. You know, he's already thrown up, so he should, he should, he should be good. Make sure, make sure nobody's we'll watching. Okay. Uh, whenever Langala meets back up with the group, she looks slightly buffered. Slightly buffered. Slightly buffered. Bronk. You've been juicing. Mm-hmm. Just I will, like a I will commission a buckle that says so Big Vala. Big Vala. <laughs> yeah. I like the WWE championship. Oh, no, so you travel to this alleyway and you cast teleportation. The arcane magic swirl around you and you feel yourself whisked westward rapidly. And you find yourself standing outside of the tower of the storm mage. Okay. Okay. I still step away. Oh. Well. We are up in the mountains a little bit. Do you want to get down the mountain fast? Not, no, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm gonna start making my way down the mountain. Yeah. Making my way downtown. Making my way downtown. Walking fast. Alright, so you are traveling where? Where are you trying to get to? So we're headed towards the oasis. Directly yeah. south. So yeah, just. Are you going south. directly south, or are you going to go to the war front? Oh, I was going to ask um, Darkus about that. So like, as we're headed down the mountain, um, Darkus, I know that your uh, this mission is a bit of high importance for you. Would it be okay if we went a roundabout way? 
along the war front? How much of a diversion do you anticipate? How much of a diversion do I anticipate? How much of a diversion? If we don't go straight south, if we like maybe take it around the edge of the war front, how much of how much more time would that take us? It should point out. Blue circle. Yeah. To right here. Yeah. Then down. To the falsest oasis. Or blue circle straight to falsest oasis. Yeah. What's the difference? Negligible. Maybe a day or two. <coughs> so perhaps a day? I suppose a day won't make too much difference one way or the other. Well, if you have strong feelings about it, it's not of great importance. like it's of great importance to you, but... To me, yes, but not to the party as a whole, and I'm not going to divert us for something that's selfish. I will leave it to your judgment. Go see your lady. Can you, can you plot that for me, Jake? Oh, How many days? Do some story shit, dude. Just do it. Yeah. Straight from. Okay. Uh, well, we'll do Zession to the Falsest Oasis and then add a day because it's a day's walk. To. to from Zession to Tharkoon's Tower. It's almost a day. Fan of meeting? While I'm plotting this? Hmm? Later. Okay. <laughs> you said you wanted to talk. And you are in Alvarn controlled territory, so there won't be wildland checks. So what are we going to do with all our totems if Alvaron takes us by solo? I guess some of souvenirs. <laughs> you know, I, I have completely forgotten about the totems. Authentic Malkari in the totems. Yeah. It's either A, we have a uh, murder hubbo in our way through it, or B, uh, we were in Alvaron Patrol territory. So it's like we've never we've used them I think once. <laughs> no, we we bought a few totems. They just since we've bought them they have to exactly. come back up. Yeah. We don't make the habit of visiting the same place twice. True. We've only been in the same place twice. Alright, Zunga, when we got our totems for that, and the next time we went back it was yeah, up in our wrong control territory and we didn't need them. Yeah. It's about mm-hmm. 160 miles. God! I traveled 100 miles in a day, okay? Being chased by assassins. I don't want to be on the right foot. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to do the conversion. I think we're three fourths dead. I was almost dead. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying it can be done, okay? (laughs) Not well. This laptop doesn't run this very well. But anyway, 160 miles. Uh, on horse or foot? We can on horses. Okay, foot. I have a speed. We can go. We can get it. 25, the, uh, the number that I gave you. 
24 it is. Okay. I mean, it's the one we agreed on. Okay. Um, 160 miles would be 6.6 days walking. Walking. All right. So if that's still what you want to do, you're sure? Okay. So, <coughs> so you for, travel for the record. That means it would be a difference of a day. It would be like a ten per little more than ten percent difference. I don't want the decision on my head. It's so, your fucking day. I know. Renalia walks up to the front. We're taking the long way, and I just I just start walking. I follow Renalia. Yeah. <laughs> arguing with her. Did you spike it? I just went down the wrong hole. No, he just drank it. <laughs> oh, that's what she said. Alright, so you're going the long way? Yep. Alright. So, within four days of walking, if you're, uh, you're updating the calendar, right? Indeed. Okay. Minutia, 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 minutia. You eventually find your way to what is essentially this barren like it, it's a wilderness uh, but you are approaching the war front from the Alagron controlled side so the only thing that you really encounter occasionally are riding scouts who maybe check to make sure you are who you say you are and then depart they give you no problems but within four days you come we'll say into the evening of the fourth day on the horizon, you can see a large war camp. These canvas tents of varying sizes, campfires, uh, cook fires, with these stacks of smoke that rise up into the evening air. And before you, Lindala, is General Tol Tolmore's uh, war camp. Do I see something that may look like a blacksmith's forge? Uh, as you approach, you could certainly you could certainly infer where the blacksmiths are. There are various blacksmiths, but what clues you in is that the primary tent in the center of this war camp is much larger than all the other tents. And adjacent to that is this kind of pavilion, this impromptu pavilion that's set up with an anvil and a forge and things like that. Now you're approaching this from a distance and your intention is to go there, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna make a beeline. All right. So as you approach, you do see a man working the forge, if you would like to describe him. Oh shit, I don't know what he looks like. Um, You've never met your dad? I bet. <laughs> has. Um, he is just about as tall as Limbala and very, not heavy set, but muscular. Um, his arms are much more tan than like his shoulders and everything from working the forge pretty much his whole life. Um, <clears throat> when he turns and looks, you just see Linvala's eyes and a big bushy black beard and a balding head and a blacksmith's apron. Okay. I immediately run up to him. Like, immediately turn into a 10-year-old kid and run up and just hug him. So, as you approach, you can hear the pinging of a hammer on an anvil. And your father not being necessarily a warrior, but always a blacksmith, still had this 
warrior-esque level of alertness whenever he was out in the field working with the armies and things like that that he would obviously tell you about his stories. And as you begin to pick up your pace, he hears your footsteps and turns with his hammer still in his hand, and he looks, and the look on his face is, it's a, it's a, it's a fraternal look. It is, it is immediately both relief that he is seeing you again, uh, wariness because of where you and he both are, and then there's this look of everything being cast aside. What he's currently working on, where he is, his level of alertness is all shifted. And you can see as he drops the hammer on the anvil, despite dropping it, lands perfectly on its head and doesn't fall off of the anvil. And he runs out of this pavilion and wraps you in this hug, uh, a wordless hug. And the relief that you feel is doubled and amplified when you feel all of the vertebrae in your back crack. <laughs> As no one has been able to do that this entire time that you've been on the continent of Alicron, or I'm sorry, on the continent of Melcaria. And there's just this wordless conversation that you're having with your father. It's just sheer relief and rapture, reunion. Uh, and he steps back, looking you in your eye, or in your eyes, and places his hand gently on your cheek. And it's this, this feeling of fondness that only a father can show his daughter. Mimbala has tears in her eyes. And she just looks at him and says, I'm so glad to see you're safe, Papa. Looks at you and he says, I'm so happy to see you. I wish that I could have seen you at home, but when General Tomo told me that he was setting sail, there was no way I could let him go by himself. I don't blame you at all. I would have done the same thing. How is Mama? She's fine. She's fine. She's growing accustomed to our our lifestyle now. General Tomo has taken very good care of us since she's you here? were... No. Uh, he's, oh. he's saying lifestyle at home. Okay. <laughs> uh, he tells you General Tomo has taken great care of us, even more so now that you, you have built a reputation here in Alcaria. Not just me. Come, you need to meet the strange ones. Okay, you take him to the strange ones. All of you see the man that Limbala described. Uh, he is dirty. He, he definitely has the aura of a very hard worker, uh, as all of you look at him. Uh, and he kind of nods his head in this very, like... I'm trying to think of how to describe it. He is a man who knows his station as a blacksmith, but also carries this confidence and this strength with him. And I'll introduce each of the party members one by one. Okay. And he... He said, oh, Rathanax is here. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's here. <laughs> uh, but he, he 
individually goes to each of you and shakes your hand uh, and just says, I've heard a great deal about all of you. It's very nice to finally meet you. Is it, um, is it like nighttime? It's, it's probably nighttime now. The sun was setting as you approached. Okay. Um, well, Papa, I'm sorry that I interrupted your work. If there's something you need to finish. No, no, I was, I was tending to some more utilitarian work. It can, it can wait till in the morning. If I may, I'm, I'm a trained um, blacksmith myself. I can continue the work while you two get catch up. Perhaps after I've had an opportunity to speak with all of you and, and meet you, then we can. I assure you, though, it's not anything that can't wait till in the morning. I'm quite ahead on all of my work. Find a campfire or something, sit around and try to go story. Okay. Oh, about that wine that you have so much of. Um, what variety? So, the interesting thing is that when you mention a comfortable place to sit down and maybe have a conversation, uh, he takes you to this area that kind of connects his tent, which is, I mean, it's not. As large as like General Tolmore's tent, which probably occupies him and several of his staff, but it's it's a very large tent, uh, pot, quite possibly made a little taller than most <laughs> tents uh, in this area. But there's an area in between these two areas with a fire pit and an awning that has a hole in the center of it so that the smoke can come out several comfortable chairs, a large wooden table that you would assume, although not currently, would have maps and tokens, kind of a strategic table. And he takes you directly to this area. And you can see one large high-backed chair near the fire sitting with no one in it, not occupied. Uh, but you could probably infer would be General Tolmore's chair that he sits by when he's <coughs> out. Uh, taking in the night air, um, but there's several other smaller chairs, and he invites all of you to sit down by the fire. Break out my pipe, start smoking. Okay. Offer more. Uh, he politely declines. I get enough smoke in my line of work. Oh, he's he's not a smoker anymore, but um, I found this in my travels, Papa. And I'll hand him over the fire brand whiskey. And you're going to give him read. No, I have that. I have that too. Looks at it and he says, "Well, I you promised." You can't say no. I promised your mother I wouldn't indulge while I was out, but I think she'd make an exception. I agree. And he bites the cork and boom, uncorks it. Uh, and I take that out of my inventory and just let him. Okay. Uh, there are several, we'll say like brass colored cups that are in this pavilion. And he begins to pour a, a drink for each and every one of you as if you'll accept. Mm -hmm. Okay. Darks doesn't. Okay. All right. So each and every one of you, and then he pours one for himself and sits down and uh, just kind of eagerly awaits stories of your travels. Now you can summarize those if you want to. I want to tell them about the time we turned into goblins, for sure, and 
goblin cave, finding the uh, caves that go into the underworld. Tell them about the hot springs. Hot springs? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and I'll just summarize some of our biggest moments, like the, the troll cave and shit like that. You know, the time we fought a god. Yeah. <laughs> Almost being killed by Maldred. Darkus is also listening interestedly to this because, you know, some of its information he's heard in passing, but... No. It's definitely true. You've heard some of these stories um, just kind of told here and there, but it's interesting to hear it from someone who was there. Um, but he is listening fully ensnared in every single one of these stories that you tell, and you can tell that... Uh, you've talked for quite some time, he's, and he's listened the entire time, and as you kind of conclude a synopsis of your journey so far, you can see that he kind of leans back in this chair, in this chair and takes a big drink of this whiskey that you've given him, and he says, I just hope you're being careful. It sounds like you've put yourself in several precarious situations and come out relatively unscathed. Papa, you're on the front line of a war. I think it runs in the family. Oh, you've got me there. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to take out my halberd Mm -hmm. and show it to him now that it's been enchanted since I've been in Malcaria. Mm -hmm. But it still has the same, like, you can still tell it was made by him. It's still the core weapon. Yes. Um, He looks over it and he kind of brushes his hand over the the edge of the halberd and he says Dwarven enchantments he kind of hefts it and you can see that like even in his hand there is this level of <clears throat> familiarity and comfort and knowledge even in the hands of someone who hasn't necessarily swung a weapon uh, for a living I mean he certainly swung a weapon before uh, in his time uh, traveling with the armies of Alavaron. There's, there's been battles that he's been in, but more of a rank-and-file uh, position than the actual front lines of a battle. But he's certainly familiar with any blade that he puts in his hand. And he goes to hand it back to you, and he says, I'm very pleased that you've held on to it for so long. I'll continue to do so. Well... I hope you'll rest here. Of course. Unless anybody planned to trouble at night. I can say that it is a relatively safe location. We've only fallen under attack once. And I'm fairly certain that the Malakal Warband underestimated our level of preparation. They were fairly quickly dealt with. Don't mind my asking, what sort of forces are you up against? Are they regular armies? Well, make a persuasion check real quick. It's not going to have negative consequences. I'm going to explode if I don't say it out loud. Papa, Bala, Dad, or Matthew? (laughs) Stop! 13? He says, well, generally I'm not at liberty to discuss any of General Tolmore's strategy, but you are the strange ones. 
I can't imagine that he would have any qualms about sharing those types of details. Um, the front line has been relatively quiet since I've been out. There's been raiding parties here and there, and they do appear to be from specific holds. They're not cell souls. We've encountered some oath blades from Aber, but nothing out of the ordinary from what I've been told. Is the front line not pushing forward then? It is, cautiously. There are hundreds of soldiers in between here and the city of Faeroth and Aber scouting out, finding safe locations for encampments. But for the most part, we are cautious in stepping forward, as quiet as it is. I must say this great beast that flies over us in the night is as frightening as it is comforting. And he's obviously referencing Maldricks, which you can figure out that's probably why they're not getting a whole lot of resistance here. <coughs> I don't think General Tomo wants to overreach. I never thought I'd say it, but I'm kind of grateful for his presence, with you being right here. It's certainly a mixed bag. Well, I'm sure you're all tired from your journey. Please, uh, I'll make arrangements if you don't have... Oh, we, we have tents. They're actually really cool. Bigger on the inside now. Excellent. Well, you can find any space you want. No one will bother you. I'll alert General Tomor that you're here. Uh, and we can see you off in the morning after a good breakfast. Sounds good. I'll lean in and help him again. You part ways for the night. Uh, if there's nothing else... Okay. You all find rest. And it is, it is a, a comfortable rest, uh, being that you're in the middle of all... Alvron war encampment and that you know there's sentries, you know there's no one's going to sneak in here uh, to your knowledge uh, and get at you. So in the morning you, Linbala, leave your tent, all of the other strange ones and uh, Darkus have woken up and are standing around and sitting around the same uh, pavilion fire pit and you and Vala are very pleased when you see your father walking from the forge as you've emerged from your tent with a frying pan in his hand uh, and places it kind of on this table adjacent to, uh, where you're sitting. There is refreshments, food brought to you from the camp kitchens. However, you and Vala look down into the pan and can see their, your father's famous bacon and eggs that he makes where he cooks the bacon, blackens a lot of it, because that's how he likes it, and leaves the grease and gristle and little pieces of bacon in the pan as he cooks the eggs. So the bottom of the eggs are a little blackened, but that just adds to the flavor. But they're exactly as you remember them. What is the temp HP situation? I haven't had a quick in a while. Is it 13? Well, 
uh, Dirkus for the first time. When he wakes up, he gets Dirkus. 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 You, for the first time, wake up with 13 additional hit points. So, so um, as you are all enjoying your breakfast, there is this commotion that kind of happens just for a few seconds as you see several guards stand at attention as the flap of General Tolmore's tent flies open. And the person who emerges is someone who perhaps you've seen in passing a couple of times. It's your father's employer, essentially. Uh, maybe he's come to your home as a girl a couple of times. Um, but he walks up to all of you, still an, an elderly man, but still very much strong, kind of reminding you a little bit of maybe Tharkoon in, in a lesser way. Um, but dressed from head to toe in this very well decorated, but extremely functional, heavy plate armor. Someone of his age probably should be wearing a little more dressed down, maybe chain mail, um, pauldrons, maybe a breastplate. This is heavy plate that this man is wearing. And you can see that he approaches all of you and he says, I am told that you are the strange ones. You're told correctly, General Tolmore, I assume. I am General Tolmore. I am responsible for this area of the front, and I am very pleased to have all of you in my encampment. We thank you for your accommodations. Well, you do let me know if there is anything that I can do to aid you in your journey. Can do. Thank you. Meryl? Ferosa, I assume? Yes. Pleasure, General. Next to my hand. And it's as you shake his hand that you recall you have met him once before in Alvaron. Um, more of like a kind of a round table amongst all of the generals. And, and that's the thing, is that General Tolmore was involved in the Alvaron military way before the Malkarian conflict started. This is someone who has years under his belt in, in different bandit wars, you know, simulated battles, things like that. And he says, uh, he says, I was briefed of your expedition here into Malkaria. I can assure you that I am an ally entirely in this manner. If there's anything you ever need while you're out on the front, near the front, anywhere near the front, please come to my encampment and I will make sure that it is done. This is very appreciated, General. Um, All I can think of is Barristan Selmy from Game of Thrones. Kind mm -hmm. <laughs> of. We, uh, most of our excursion into dangerous areas are far inward from the front, and they are few and far between. Um. Well, and he interrupts you. Contrary to what some of these young pups think, I am more than willing to charge into the front and handle this Makarian scum myself. So, if you ever find yourself behind enemy lines, you need only send a message. I'm sure that General Trexus would make exceptions if it meant getting the strange ones out of hot water. We appreciate that, General. Uh, General, just a small inquiry. Have you run into any Malkarian forces that could potentially be allies or sources of 
intelligence or aid in some other way? My excursion on the front has been uneventful, unfortunately. I afraid, I'm afraid that these Malkar orcs have great fear for that black worm that flies the, sky, the skies at night. Bellor chuckles when he says black worm. <laughs> I'm waiting eagerly for the day that my king instructs me to move west. This guy wants to fight. Mm-hmm. He's ready. <laughs> I like him. Well, when that happens, I hope that I will be close by to witness it, General. Thank you. I will leave you to your breakfast. Again, anything you need, strange ones. And he turns and walks into the encampment, not back to his tent. <clears throat> that was pretty cool. Just see him at night, drunk as hell on the front line, just fight me. <laughs> so, if there's if there is nothing else, you finish your breakfast. If there's anything you want to say to your father before you depart, just be careful. I know you always are, but I'll keep in touch. Me, be careful. <laughs> you, be careful. Let's just agree to disagree. Mom. <laughs> Gives you another hug. Mm-hmm. Goes to step away and then turns. Gives you back another hug. Mm-hmm. And you depart this encampment, traveling south towards the Falsus Oasis and the Dune Sea. And that is where we will take a short break. The scene is a busy city streets. Merchants coming and going. Guards protecting the merchants. And here we see two travelers in search of wares. Oh, Robicus! Robicus! We've traveled hither and yon and found not for our needs of Funko Pops and Warhammer. Yes, Caelius, nay have we found our Dungeons and Dragons minis, dice, and other accessories, nor a place to play this fabled game of Warhammer. What is a group to do? Look there! Gods! Gods which could answer our our question and help us along on this quest! He kept saying that it was an arrow to the knee, but I think he just ran out of paid vacation. Gods! 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 Gods. God. We need four Funko Pops and Warhammer dragons, minis, and accessories. Are you, were your parents inbred? You should know by now that you have to go to Coco's collectibles and more. What are you, tourists or worse? Adventurers or worse? <laughs> metagamers? They are right, Kylius. Of we course, have known. of course, we've heard of Cody's collectibles and more. Why it can be found where? Oh, at 1225 Snow Street, Suite 14 in Oxford, Alabama. Hot meat for sale. (laughs) (laughs) Scene. Hey guys, visit us at cocosandmore.com or come see us in person at Cody's Collectibles and More at 1225 Snow Street, Oxford, Alabama, Suite 14. Feel free to also follow us on any of our social medias on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For all of your Dungeons & Dragons, Funko Pop, and Warhammer needs.